everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to The Week. This is your complete look at the week that was and the week that will be in Penrith and surrounds. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekender website and social media from 9am on Saturdays. We're also on iTunes, simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episode as soon as it lands. And why not leave us a rating as well so as many people as possible can find out about The Week. Today we've got a very special edition of the week as we talk to Steve Thomas from LJ Hooker Penrith about everything real estate in Penrith as we head into the uh, real estate hot munch, you might say. Spring has sprung and the real estate world is gearing up for its busiest time of the year. So we're going to learn about how the industry is traveling, plus lend you some tips and advice if you're a seller, buyer, investor, or just love real estate. Steve will join us in just a moment. Let's get the week underway. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, I mentioned that we've got a special edition of the show today, and joining us right now is Steve Thomas, the Director of Sales and Marketing at LJ Hooker Penrith. Steve, welcome to the week. Thank you very much. Now, LJ Hooker's been around for a, a long time. Uh, how's uh, business at the moment? LJ Hooker's been around since 1928. Uh, I've been selling in the industry since 1982, and I've never seen it as busy as it is at the moment. In actual fact, the last six years have been amazing. Uh, Penrith truly has come of age as far as investors or families. Yeah, it's fantastic to see, isn't it, that um, that the real estate market is is so hot. It's been fun to work in, honest to God. It's been it's been really fun. All right, and are you expecting a big spring and summer season? We're obviously out of the colder winter months now, and people start really thinking about real estate and potentially selling and buying. Well, for the for the first time in the last six years, we've actually seen uh, a seasonal adjustment. The last six years have been white hot in our marketplace. Uh, properties have been selling very, very quickly, and the low supply has pushed prices up, as you, as everybody would know out there, and kept competition going. But the, the supply is starting to come through, and it's going to need to be there because the activity level from first home buyers has actually gone off the Richter scale in the last couple of weeks. Okay, and, and yeah, well, first home buyers, and of course, they, they receive some benefits with the, uh, the stamp duty changes and things like that. So that's really got uh, first home buyers into the market, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We've noticed them come out in the last two weeks in force. Uh, but also the investors are back. They, they had a bit of a break there for a couple of weeks, but we're definitely seeing the, the whole market hotten up. We're looking forward to the next three to four months. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens. All right, excellent. Well, uh, we're going to find out uh, what you should be doing when it comes to sell your home in just a moment. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. with Steve Thomas from LJ Hooker in Penrith. Now, Steve, if we're thinking about selling our home, what should we do? Because it's not just a matter of whacking the for sale sign out the front uh, tomorrow. There, there's some steps we should go through. There's a, there's a few things that you should consider. Um, I think you should really look at a self-assessment of your saleability of your property. Attention to all those little things that you've been putting off for many, many years, like a, a freshen up of the decor, a declutter, attention to the gardens and possibly of a pool. Uh, the big thing at the moment is making sure that the certifications are there mm. before you actually put it on the market. But generally making sure the first impression to a potential home buyer uh, is a good one because you only have to ever get one chance at a good impression. So when it comes to uh, deciding, yes, I'm going to sell um, and, and they've chosen you as the, the real estate agent, what's the general process? Would you come through and, and maybe give some advice on that sort of thing? Jay, if you you know put some more new, new coat of paint on the wall, that would be a big help, things like that? Absolutely. Uh, the first assessment would be exactly that, is to sit down, have a general chat, 
uh, see what your wants and needs are and see if you want to do those things in the first place. Mm. Um, but, yeah, look, at, we, we go through a checklist which we've got through, which is available to all of the clients and anybody out there at the, at the moment uh, by jumping onto the MyLJHooker website. You've got a self-assessment tools and checklists that will assist you in this process. Yeah, that's a great website. That really takes you through the entire process, doesn't it, of um, the decisions that you need to make as uh, the process unfolds. Anything that you can think of real estate related is covered on that website. All right. And I guess you'd run into different people, wouldn't you? Some people who are willing to put another 10 or 15 grand into their house and others who just need to sell, basically. Absolutely. And it really comes down to the individual. Um, the way I always advise people, I come from a catering background and I've always related it to food where you can put a little garnish, which has encouraged people to taste the dish. Uh, just remember when it comes to homes, people buy with their eyes first. So mm. first impressions when you're doing these things definitely will pay you dividends later. Yeah, absolutely. The wow factor often uh, sells absolutely. straight away. All right, this is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> now, Steve, what about finding the best agent? I know you're going to say LJ Hook is the only answer, of course, but um, of course. there's obviously a lot of agents in town, um, a lot of agents out of town, a lot of options for people. What, what should people be looking for when it comes to choosing the agent that they're going to trust with uh, what's probably their biggest asset? Well, trust is probably the biggest thing that comes into it. Mm. There's many different ways that you can assess the agent by his online presence, his advertising, the way he presents the, the photography. But the best way and the most excellent way to assess an agent is to see them in action and how they conduct their open for inspections. Maybe attend their opens and observe their behaviour. Were they on time? Do they stand by the door and welcome the attendees? Do they capture the information and details correctly for the security? Do they highlight the property's features? All of those things that you can actually see them doing the job for you. Mm. Uh, and so seeing them in action is probably the biggest thing. Absolutely. All right. And of course, uh, once you've chosen that agent, then obviously that's when you go through all of the details about how that agent's going to work for you. And uh, I guess it's important to have that um, the camaraderie, isn't it, with the agent? You know, feel, feel that it's a good relationship from the get-go. You will need to find an agent you feel comfortable with and one who listens to your concerns, answers your questions honestly and who is approachable by you and your prospective buyers. Local market knowledge is also another thing mm. to consider. And um, just just check them out. Have, have a good look at who they are. But most of the times, it's about trust. That's yeah. what, what comes into it. And that the agent needs to provide you with all the information relevant to the sale process, give you the opportunity of all the different methods of sale. So all these things are important to you. Yeah, because commu communication is a key as well because you, it's a very nervous time for people when they're selling, I guess, and uh, that, that pretty up-to-date communication and, and whatnot is very important. Well, you can usually assess that if you went to an open home, for example, yeah, you'll find out the agent that actually communicates with you because mm. you'll be getting calls back to see what your thoughts were on the home and any feedback that they want to supply to the vendor. That's a good way of testing out your agent to see if he's actually doing it. Absolutely. All right, we've got a special real estate edition right now of the week. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> Steve Thomas from LJ Hooker in Penrith is here. Steve, we were just talking about open homes. <laughs> I've attended a few myself um, recently. As a seller, what should you be doing to prepare for the, the open home? What's the, the, the big advice you'd have if you've got an open home on the weekend? Yep. Um, what should you be doing? Well, I'd stand back and have a look at the home myself from the outside. So what you're really looking to do is to have some good curbside appeal. Remember what we talked about a little bit a few minutes ago, the first impressions are lasting ones and people buy with their eyes. So if it's attractive and draws them in, 
you're you're miles in front already. Ensure that the pathways to the door are clear. Put a new map down at the front door to welcome them. By the way, LJ Hooker supply a mat for your open, just so you know. Give your lawns and gardens a trim and a good sprinkle of water. I like to make sure that the properties are are really depersonalised. The the rooms may be removing photos and jewellery and stuff like that from mm. because we, you are running an open home with people that you don't know so just make sure everything's secure the things like making the bed making sure all the clothes are put away and uh, you, you, you could add an element of luxury to the home maybe some new cushions for the lounge yep um, open all the curtains because a nice bright lit room is, is actually very inviting. Open the doors and windows, let some air through, uh, and maybe some scented candles. That seems to be what a lot of people are doing these days. So yeah, I noticed you, that myself, left there. Yeah. But generally, the, the, the buyers generally stay longer in, in homes where they feel comfortable. So in hot weather, obviously, put the air conditioner on in the cold weather, warm it up. The emotional value and connection to the home is what you want them to remember because remember that they're going to have a look at quite mm. a few homes on that day. So you want yours to be something that they can – the senses have remembered what you've got. Absolutely. And what about um, – we, we should make sure if we're the, the vendor that, that we leave for the open home, shouldn't we? It's not a good idea to be hanging around. Absolutely. Buyers tend to feel uncomfortable when the owners are present. Uh, the, the time they spend in the home is less, uh, but also – they tend to not engage with conversation with the agent, which really makes it harder for the agent to assess interest and address any concerns that they have. Some buyers won't even enter into the rooms where the sellers occupy. Hmm. All right, very good advice there. Just take the dog for a walk or, uh, Absolutely, or something like yeah. that. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Now, Steve, let's talk buyers. Um, it's been pretty busy in the property market in uh, in recent years. Let, let's say we are interested in buying a house. Um, you know, we, we obviously know we can. There's a whole bunch of methods. You might see the for sale sign. You might see it in the paper or online. But um, how do buyers best find out about properties that are coming up? Should they talk to agents about ah. being interested in the market? Well, there's a number, as you said, there's a number of ways. Most people, we do some market research to find the potency of our marketing, where it goes, and the reach. The questions that we were asking at the time was where did where did people see properties for sale? And the answer was always internet these hmm. days. So we re-asked the, the same question. Where did you first see the property for sale? This is the new buyers coming into the yep, market, yep. by the way. And it was interesting to see that 30 of it, 30% of our buyers said they saw it in the local print media first, okay. then went online to seek more information. But uh, by far the best source of information uh, communication that you're going to get with the agent is really talking to him and Mm. telling him what your wants and needs are because new properties are coming into the market all the time and the longer the more information that your agent has about your wants and needs uh, he's happy to you know match you up to the property that suits because I actually sold a property myself recently, and it never it never went to market purely because of the database that that agent had. Absolutely, um, and and that would happen quite often. So sometimes it's it's important to speak to the agents and tell them what you're after because you might be missing out on properties that, that come up. That's what's called an off market sale, mm. and uh, we do those quite regularly. Uh, and it's usually for people that have got a product to sell but not ready to go. And that particular buyer walks in my door, and I give you a call and say. Here's yeah. your buyer for you. Absolutely. And buyers attending open homes, um, what should they be looking out for on that first sort of um, look into the open home? I guess every buyer is different. And when they go to have a look at the open home, just checking to see if it's what they're really looking for because mm. they're only there for half an hour and it's a very difficult decision to make up 
your mind for a property in half an hour. Yeah, you should probably have your, your list of deal breakers, I guess, that, uh, well, you wanted four bedrooms, does it have four bedrooms, that yeah. sort of thing. And, yeah. and that comes down to the buying cycle of the buyer mm. because usually when a buyer enters the market in the first weekend, they've got expectations on uh, four bedrooms, an uh, in-ground pool, double lock-up garage for 300000 but they realise slowly over the next six weeks they can't get that what they're after. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and what about, um, you know, so, as you mentioned, you, you might only be there for half an hour. This is, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, I think, because you, you might spend in total 45 minutes in, in the thing that you're going to spend probably it'll become your biggest asset and your, and your biggest moment but it's a it's a hard thing isn't it, it it's difficult because I personally would take a lot longer to, yeah. to buy okay. and I'm sure you would too yeah. but what you got to remember is most of these buyers it again comes back to the buying cycle most of these buyers that we're introducing off the database have been with us for for six ten weeks hmm. Uh, we know exactly what they're looking for. We invite them through the open and 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 the way we go. So we're really selling to a need uh, more so. We do get people that are coming in in that first week. They're not usually the buyers that jump okay. and buy off uh, that that first weekend. Unlike where we've been in the last six years, though, the investor market has been coming in, and within 10 minutes, they've bought mm, it. Mm, absolutely. All right. Well, interesting stuff there. Well, uh, we're going to come back keep talking about uh, some advice for buyers. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> Steve, I'm interested in, in chatting about the offer process and how that works. Uh, do we have to make an offer in the price range that is suggested? And if there isn't a price range suggested, which happens sometimes, well, what should we do there? I guess the best way to look at that is a home is at the end of the day worth what someone is willing to pay. Hmm. So you set yourself a guide. The guide that's provided by the agent is just that, a guide. All offers must be submitted to the vendor and usually, if you've done it right, in writing. It can be very frustrating to buyers these days when a, when a rather a large or low to high range is advertised. Some agents are lowering the bottom end of, to attract the buyers, but, but the rules state that if an offer has been rejected by purchasers, uh, the, the price at the bottom end has to be advertised, cannot be advertised below the highest price offered. Right. Okay. So it's a, it's a different process. Gone are the days where you'd put your price on it and negotiate down. Hmm. Uh, everybody's become so creative on the way they're marketing things today. But it, it's basically put your number forward that you're comfortable with to start the process. Uh, it's Don't be bullied. And, of course, then you can go back and forth and, yep. and whatnot. And, and generally, that's when it all starts to get interesting because people fear that, Oh, you know, is there really another person and all of that sort of stuff? But but generally there is. Generally there there is the interest there, and, and you've got to come back. I'm, and I'm glad you raised that point because that's that's a discussion I'm having with my sellers at the moment. Hmm. Um, whereas Penrith traditionally has been a private treaty sale area, we are seeing some fantastic success with auction at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, what you're seeing as a buyer now, you're actually eyeballing the other buyer. You know they're real. Uh, you're not saying an agent saying to you there's six offers on the table and how are you to know? Yeah. Uh, so as a seller, uh, I'm starting to look uh, to to advise my clients to take a take a look at the auction process because it's been working very very well recently. Uh, I guess one of the important things when it comes to the offer and what you should offer is is your research as well. You know, know, know what a four bedroom house in South Penrith is going for. Those sort of things. There, there, there's so much information out there these days that you can you can jump on RP data as an individual, not mm. just an agent. Uh, you've got apps from the the banks that will give you an estimate. So it, it's it's very 
it's very easy to be able to work out where the reasonable price range would be on properties. Just one more question um, from the buyer perspective. How important is it to have your finance pretty well sorted, at least know what you can borrow? Because it can be pretty disappointing if you, uh, you've made an offer for a house and then the, that falls through. I mean, I imagine finance falling through is one of the key issues that, that comes up. Well, they used to. Um, that That is part of our checklist procedure uh, mm-hmm. that we use. Uh, before we actually submit an offer to a vendor, okay, uh, we excellent. always make sure that there is at least a pre-approval in place um, and make sure that the, the purchase is ready to proceed. Uh, some agents may find that a hard question to address, but mm. you've, we've always got to remember that our vendor's in our best interest. Absolutely. All right, this is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Penrith's been a big market for investors. You mentioned earlier they're, they're starting to come back. So obviously um, some, some active investors in the Penrith market at the moment. It's been un- unbelievable. Mm. Uh, but what, what we've noticed, uh, I've been in this industry a long time. Uh, Fifteen years ago, everybody, every uh, investor that was buying locally was a local mum and dad investor. They were buying for uh, negative gearing purposes. But what I've noticed over the last six years, the investors are flocking to the area from all across the globe. Uh, and we've seen that gain momentum over the last probably 12 to 18 months. This investor is uh, looking for a, a different type of investment, uh, something with a bigger block that they can put a second dwelling on for a second income, maybe like a granny flat or something like that. Okay. But you cannot get enough of those properties up for sale at the moment. We did have a period of about two to three weeks there where they adjusted the uh, investment rules in Australia. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to have changed much. They, they, they took a breath. They took their breath for a little while. But over the last two weeks, they've definitely been back with a vengeance. So the first home buyers have now some competition as well. And they're obviously seeing um, investors are seeing the, the real benefits of Penrith and the growth that is going to come in the region as well. Well, if we look at where Penrith was in 2004, it had a population of around about 172,000. That's predicted to grow to 212,000 by 2024. We are rated as the 11th fastest growing area in Sydney region. Uh, I I think the airport is cited as a a big issue uh, or a big draw card. The affordability still, Penrith is still quite affordable in in compared to inner inner suburbs. And the infrastructure that's being put into Penrith uh, are definitely the drivers for the investors at the moment. Excellent. All right. Well, look, Steve, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. Some great insight into the uh, the real estate world in Penrith. Of course, anyone can uh, come and see you at, um, at LJ Hooker in Penrith, but that website, that's uh, My LJ Hooker. That's, um, that's a good LJ place Hooker. to start. Yep, absolutely. And uh, if, if, if you want me to send any information on any of the topics we've discussed today, you can pop me over an email to sthomas.penrith at ljh.com.au and I'll download the information and send it straight to you. Excellent. Steve, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Steve Thomas there from LJ Hooker in Penrith. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. That's it for this week's edition of The Week, our special real estate edition. Whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on The Western Weekender, thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback. Email us at theweek at westernweekender.com.au. Don't forget the music you grew up with on Vintage FM and Penrith's leading local newspaper, The Western Weekender, including your gloss Western Property Magazine, out every Friday. We'll see you next time on The Week.